Big questions, even bigger guests. This is The Big Interview. I am happy to be joined by one of the longest serving players of the PSL, a veteran of the sport we all love. He has represented Ajax Cape Town, Mamelodi Sundowns, Bloemfontein Celtics, Supersport United and Maritzburg United. His journey has now officially taken a full 360 degree turn after signing for Cape Town Spurs. This player has played over 600 times in the PSL and has caused some havoc for his opponents, a stalwart in defence indeed. I am of course talking about Clayton Daniels. Clayton, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Uh, I'm very well. Thanks, Fernando. You guys, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. Let's kick things off with a simple one. Would you care to tell us about how your love for football transpired? How old were you when you thought that oh, playing football is exactly what I want to do? No, it's always, always been, uh, you know, since very small, you know, we used to start uh, playing football in the streets. Mm. And uh, that's where it all started for me. But... One morning, uh, you know, this, uh, one, our coach uh, back then, Uncle Lewis, he, ca- he came to pick up the, my friends and I wasn't allowed to go with. And I was quite, uh, you know, quite sad about that because I wasn't registered by that club. But already there, I know I wanted to go with them and I wanted to go play for the football club. And uh, that's how, how it all started for me. All right. And did you happen to go to any form of academy in your early days? Yeah, you know, I played locally here in uh, Cape Town, a team called Celtic United. And then from there, Mm -hmm. also another local team called the Riverside Rangers, you know. And then from there, uh, you know, the journey continued to uh, Clyde Pylons. uh, It was like a semi-professional club where they had a Vodacom status and a Castle League status when I went to Clyde Pylons. Okay. And then uh, that's where uh, we played against Ajax, and they and they and they scouted me from there, you know. And uh, I joined the academy at Ajax. Okay, so so that is you've actually just answered my next question: how you managed to get into the Ajax setup. So, so let's move on swiftly. Then you spent six seasons with Ajax Cape Town, if I'm not mistaken, which is now, of course, Cape Town Spurs. Yeah. You made over 150 appearances for the club then too. Is there any specific match or moment during your time with Ajax for those six seasons that really stands out for you personally? Uh, you know, it's, it's when I when I started playing a professional, you know, uh, I think it was in my first or my second game, I scored a goal. And uh, I think it's the second game against Blue Mountain Celtic back then, you know. Uh, and I scored a goal and then that memory for Ajax will always be with me and, you know, I was so excited. I just started professional and yeah, I scored a goal, you know, in my second game. Mm. And uh, I was very happy about that, you know. I almost ran home from from the field, you know. So, yeah. So, so you made your PSL debut through Ajax Cape Town. That must have taken you through a roller coaster of emotions. Would you care to describe that day for us? Yeah, you know, uh, like it's every youngster's dream, you know, to play uh, professional football, you know. Uh, there's been a lot of challenges coming through, you know, a lot of sacrifices to to mm. that happen for, for me to make it through. So it's obviously it's gonna be emotional. Yeah, I made it now into the into the first team. I was very happy about that and uh you know, uh, just all the emotion that goes through here. Yeah, it's possible for me, it can can be possible possible for someone else also. 
and you briefly mentioned that you scored your first goal for Ajax in your second game. Yeah. What was that moment like for you? Elaborate on that a bit more there, please. Yeah, you know, you, you got your family watching. Uh, uh, everyone comes out to go watch your game. Your family is there. It's, it's a home game, you know. You know, the people is uh, shouting for me. And, uh, and yeah, you know, I'm still young. And uh, and then I scored a goal. Like I said, I almost ran, ran home from the field at that moment. But yeah, but luckily some players called me back and just told me to humble myself and relax. You know, this is just the beginning of good things for you. And uh, if you keep going on like that, you can become a good player, man. So uh, yeah, got some good guidance also there from uh, from our senior players. From Ajax, you made your way to Mamelodi Sundowns. Now, what brought this move on and how did that come about? Uh, what, 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 what happened there is I went to Europe uh, for a trial at Ajax Amsterdam and a few other cl- clubs there, mm. you know, and... Uh, at the time, Ajax were really keen on uh, selling me because I need to take the next step in my career. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was happy to, to you know, almost like to, to thank the club in that way, you know, yeah, they can make a little bit of money out of me and for whatever they've done for me all, all over the years, you know, that I've been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, for me, I went, I went overseas, but I was overseas and then the call came, uh, the boss told me that they're going to, Mamelo the Sundowns are interested in me, and they they thinking of letting me go if if that if things doesn't work out in in Europe. So uh, yeah, you know when I come back, I already knew that season I'm gonna I'm gonna go to uh, Mamelo the Sundowns. Okay, and when you during your time at Sundowns, you played under Coach Pizzo. What aspect of his coaching technique would you say separates him from other coaches? I think I think he analyzes. Analyzing is the best. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, you know, take his job for granted, you know. Mm. Every moment is important in the game and he will highlight that moment for you because of the way he analyzes analyze the game and analyzes the opponent. Analyzes his own players also, you know. Back then when I was there, we, we had to make notes every day about what we did wrong in training or in the game, you know, and give back the notes, you know, and that the kind of person the man have, you know, that's why he's one of the best coaches in the, in the country. And uh, yeah, you know, I think that's that's one thing that is is very strict on analyzing. So uh, yeah. And obviously, Pizzo spent a few very very successful seasons with Sundowns before making a move to Al Ahly. What did you make of that move? And then just recently to see him leave under the circumstances that he did. You know what? Uh, I'm very very happy for him that he take our our, our South African level of coaching, uh, you know, to the next level. Almost like he opened the the, the door for other coaches. Mm. That that is also possible for other coaches to go there and uh, you know make a mark on, on African football. You know, you see Patrice Machepi is the president of CAF and all those things. You know, of course, it's good for our football because it's it's uh, it's our homegrown people. You know, it's South African people and uh, mm. yeah. So uh, if they can expand like that, you know, for us, who's going to become coaches in the next generation and the next few years or the coaches that is there now already, you know. It's a sign that everything is possible if you just work hard, you know. If you put your mind to it and sacrifice a lot, uh, you know, it's possible for them also to go that way. And the way he left the club, uh, I, I don't know uh, what happened there. But yeah, I'm, I'm still a very uh, uh, big respect for Coach Pizzo and uh, what he's done for South African football. So since Pizzo's exit from Al Ahly, there has been a huge uproar from Bafana Bafana fans for Pizzo to take over Bafana again for a second time. Even though Coach Hugo Bruce has only just started his tenure, 
What do you make of this news? Is it fair on Hugo Bruce? Uh, I don't think it's it's uh, fair, but you know, people will always speak these kind of things, you know, uh, and say what they want. Everyone have their opinion, mm. but we can't run away from the fact that uh, Coach Picho is a is a good coach. You know, he is a South African. He know the culture. He went overseas. He got the experience now from international football. He's, he's done it all. You know, and uh, yeah. If there's opportunity for him to to coach Bafana again, uh, I I will say why not. And uh, with all due respect to our our current coach Hugo Bruce, you know I think he also have a lot to offer for the country. You know you can see what he's busy with, what the next generation of players is trying to bring through. Mm. You know and and it's and it's not gonna be easy. You know because these young players need the international experience. You know they and they need to play these kind of games even if they lose the game. But it's only gonna make them better, you know, as long as the, the coach also uh, keep the team together, you know, he needs to keep the team together. It's, it's no use. You 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 go one way in terms of wanting results and the other way you want to develop the country and the, and the team. So, yeah, and there you're going to have to sacrifice a little bit, you know, you're going to sacrifice the results because this is young players that need international exposure. And, and uh, yeah, that's what the coach is doing now. And sticking with Bafana, what do you make of the current state of affairs in the Bafana camp? You know, I think I, th- I think there's a lot of uh, good young young players that is coming through. You know, uh, it's good for the country to to have a young squad like that. But also, I, I'm always a fan. Like you have to find the right balance. You have to find the right balance between youth and experience because there's gonna be games that you're gonna need your experience, guys. You know, just to keep things together, to get over the line. You know, sometimes a coach, especially a coach that is maybe from a foreign country, don't understand really where the player come from. But the player with the experience can understand because they have the inside information to understand, to get the best out of the player, to get him over the line, you know. And and that's why I say always, like, you know, you have to find the right balance, yes. And uh, so that the team can and the country can go forward. Okay, from Mamelodi Sundowns, you headed to Bloemfontein Celtic. You spent two seasons there, and if I'm not mistaken, you made 126 appearances. Massive, massive club, huge amount of history. What went through your mind when the club was officially sold? Yeah, you know, you you, you think about the people, you know, you think about the people. That's When a club is sold, a club like that is sold, you think about all the people that have so much love and passion for that club, you know. How do you take that away from them? And 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 that for me is also that is also for me, because that people were singing non-stop at the stadiums. They were filling the stadiums. They were putting their money down. They coming to the to to support their team, and now the team is no longer. So for me, what go through my mind is all that people that this football is taken away from them in a in a city that people is so passionate. And uh, you know what? When you go play there, or even when you play for them. You can feel that, like, they really appreciate you, and they're giving the all all the support, you know. And and he said that it's sad to see that we 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 lose that kind of love for our, for our people in and by selling a club. And do you think there needs to be any form of background checks or or procedures put in place to prevent things like this from happening? You know, we 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 know like football is is changing. Football is more business now than anything else. And you know, uh, we we have the COVID thing and everything, so there's no money in the football. But still, you know, we need maybe I don't know who can help us with with these kind of things. You know, 
that clubs are not losing easily the history that they people that that people built for many many years you know mm. and you know uh, a football club is 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 your people it's not always the players and the businessmen there that they have the money that run the club is the people that runs the club of course you know it's all about the people and uh, you know uh, it's it's very very sad to see like you know people can't support their team because the club uh, think about business and uh, you know so we need to also to look at maybe get the right people in in uh, into run football clubs you know people that can understand football and that they can understand business mm. so that is also the balance you have to find also off the field you know not only on the field when you can experience but also off the field people that understand football people understand business also so and in that sense you have to do those kind of things man yeah our good friend on the podcast Sean Roberts has always said that football needs to have football people and it's as simple as that but moving swiftly on to a more you can call it a personal side of things Clayton starting with your return to Cape Town this time being Cape Town Spurs of course previously mentioned it was formerly known as Ajax Cape Town your career has now officially gone a full 360 Ajax Cape Town gave you your debut, your first goal in your second game, as you mentioned, a very, very special place in your heart, I can imagine. So what does this move mean to you personally? How is it coming back to the mother city, to the club, which gave you the starting path of your career, so to say? Yeah, you know what? I I had an interview with one of the guys and I and I, and I think about uh, you know Cape Town football. When I was young, uh, I look up to Cape Town, uh, Ajax Cape Town that time. You know, I want to play for that team one day when I'm bigger. I want to go there and mm. make a, become a professional player. And, you know, it's the opportunity where I come from. You know, it is it, the, the the challenges that you're facing every day. It's it's so difficult to to become a professional player, to, to, to take the next level in your career because of all the challenges you're facing as a youngster. You know, and now the club is on, in, a, in, a, in a lower division. So it's difficult to, to give that opportunities. To the youngster that have hopes and dreams to to become a professional player, because there's only two clubs. It's only uh, Stellenbosch and it's uh, Cape Town City. Now imagine that boys have to that is not making it there by Stellenbosch and then is not making it by Cape Town City. They get turned around and they go back to the communities and they have to go play local league there. And you know the opportunity is not there for them to become a professional player. So for me coming back. That is my main, main objective, you know, to get a club where, you know, there's more opportunities created for, for the for the next generation, for the young players, you know. And I wanna, I'm going to try my best to help the club win promotion uh, or get close to there so that we can give these young boys, the next generation, an opportunity to become a professional player. To hope that they have that hopes and dreams to become a professional player because there's a lot of talent in Cape Town, mm. a lot of talent, and they need more opportunities. And was there any particular player who you idolized growing up, and why is th- is this the player? Yeah, they, they, you know, if you look at international players, you know, you have your world, your world stars, you know, your Zinedine Zidane and those world, mm. world, world uh, stars, you know. But yeah, locally also, you know, if you look at Benny McCarthy, what he's done, you know, uh, for his footballing career, you know, you can take your head off, man, because of where he come from, also. Where you come from, and, and to turn out to be a world a world famous star, to play in all the Champions Leagues and all those things and win it, you know mm. that that is a role model on its own. You know, be, purely because 
I know where he come from. I know what the struggles that he was facing. You know, I don't know. I don't know what uh, or Ronaldo and Messi went through when they were kids. But they are great players. And uh, but for me as a South African, you know, if I look at Benny McCarthy, where he come from and what he went through, and so many others. But yeah, so for me, I look up to that and I respect that for, for what he's done and for 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 the football of South Africa. And which striker in the PSL that you have faced would you say has given you the most torrid time on the field? Yeah, you know, the, I, I, I played a, lo- a long time now in the in PSL, you know, I, I come up across a lot of different type of players, you know, you get your, your strong, your physical players, your tall players, Manini Young is a tall player, you know, Enrico Botas is a physical player, Nathan Pauls is a tall player, but then you have your other players, Kama Billiards, your speedy players, so it's it's a different Mm. It's a different ball game, so for me, mentally, I must go differently into each game depending on who I play against. If I know I play against a, a strong, big striker, you know, the way I have to be physical, uh, you know, I must be mentally prepared for that. And if I play against mm, a quick, course. speedy uh, striker where he's going to run, so now I must I must read the game much better so I can have the upper hand. So uh, it's a different game and a, and a different challenge with each player. Okay, very well said. Clayton, becoming a professional athlete, I'm sure, is no easy task. It's not an easy journey, and you definitely have had to overcome certain struggles and challenges, not to mention countless sacrifices. What have been some of the biggest sacrifices you've had to make? What are some of the toughest challenges you've had to overcome? And do you still face any of these challenges today? Yeah, you know, for, for me, first, firstly, the biggest sacrifice was always to be away from home. You know, away from your family, away from your kids. Sometimes you know because you don't see them on a on a regular basis. You know, and that's that's the biggest mm. biggest sacrifice was being away from my family and my kids. You know, my son is sixteen years sixteen years old today, or is uh, now sixteen. But I I don't really have I didn't see him for sixteen years. So so that's that's the sacrifice. That's the that's the you know the toughest thing for me. You know, is being away and not seeing him up, uh, grow up properly or grow up like in a young man he is today. Now that I'm home, I'm happy to be home and see, you know, his progress also. He's also playing and, and spend more time with him. So, uh, yeah, that, that is one of the challenges, you know, being a professional player, being away from the family. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, with, every, with every profession, you know, you have to make sacrifices. And that was a, that was a big one for me. Sure, that must have been really tough, but it's very good to hear that you're back home. What piece of advice would you have to give to any youngster out there who wants to become the next Clayton Daniels? Yeah, you know, uh, every 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 young player, his situation at home is different. You know, his situation is home is different, and uh, and his circumstances is different. He faces different challenges, but for me, what I can say is never, never, ever give up. If you want to become a professional player, even if you're 17, 18 years old, never, never give up. It's never too late. I've seen players sign at 25 years his first contract. I've seen players at 28 sign his first PSL contract. So never, ever give up, you know. Go for your dreams, go. But you have, like like you listen to the story, you have to sacrifice. You must be willing to put in the time Mm. and put in the work. But the time is not only the time that you go training because all the other players is training like you are training the sacrifice is what what are you doing when you're done training mm, and uh, you know what field. are you doing when off the field what are you doing in what mental state are you you know when you're not playing and when you are you resting are you are you eating right and all those kind of things 
for them to take the next step because you have millions of kids you know they all tell you listen yeah i'm i'm working hard at training and doing all those things in football but the sacrifices the hard work is not that's not the hard work the hard work is coming home doing the right things you know and uh, do some extra work on yourself you know that, that that your coach is not seeing that other people is not seeing you know mm. so uh, yeah that's that that's it man but never give up on your dreams you know everything is possible wise words from a very wise man indeed clayton it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today we wish you all the best of luck for the upcoming season. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for having me and it's a pleasure speaking to you. Big questions, even bigger guests. This is the big interview.